Fjölnir Úrnu Þorbjörnsson Valbert skorar afternoon and good evening wherever you may be in the world probably in Iceland <laughs> but you never know uh, <laughs> because neither of us are in Iceland uh, welcome back to another episode of the best of pod ever this is uh, episode 11 episode 11 we've done this 11 times actually we've done it more because there's been special episodes but yeah no this is uh, this is exciting and we're we are coming to the business end of the season. There's only three match days left uh, until the split, and then, well, and then there's a bunch more, which which will be exciting, and we'll get there soon. But it feels like we're coming to the end of the season a little bit. In this episode, we're gonna talk about the match, the round just just gone, which was uh, week 19 in the league. Uh, but first, Trigvi is here as always. Trigvi, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Joe. It's uh, it's gonna be good, good round for me, good round for you. So everyone's happy. Yes, everyone is happy in this episode, and yeah, that's it's great. It's probably gonna shine through a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> but no, it's good. Um, maybe I should mention too, though, um, not to put a damper on things, but there is a cup game going on right now. I think it just wrapped up, actually. Yeah, but this is uh, this is the best, the best of part. This is we don't talk about the cup, so it's fine. We can skip the cup. Okay, skip the cup. No milk cup chat, but you can probably infer what happened between Vikinger and Cower. All right, that's all we're going to say. All right, yeah, so to kick things off, we're going to go through through the matches. The first match for this weekend was uh, Cower. They hosted Bredeblik, and it ended in a 1-1 draw between the two sides that uh, have been in Europe and featured heavily for, for Iceland this year. And yeah, you could kind of tell. Um, there's there could have been a lot more goals in this game on a different day. It probably could have ended three three. There were that many chances, and I think honestly, it just kind of comes down to tired minds that are focused more on Europe at the moment than really anything else. They they split the points. That's a little disappointing, I think, for Bradeblick. It moves them a little further back from any sort of title challenge. And we kind of already mentioned on the last pod that you and I both really think it's over, and, and I think it's probably over for sure. And for Kawa, I mean, they're, they're mid-table. It doesn't really help them. It doesn't necessarily hurt them based on some of the other results that happened this week as well. Yeah, I think both managers, you know, neither team has the biggest chance i guess in this in the second leg here but i, I think if if they're going to have any chance either of these teams they realize okay we need to rest these players we need to give 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 ourselves the best shot going into the into the next leg and the public manager even said it that they took a decision after the first leg and said okay we're not because they have to travel to accurate which is it's not a it's not quite the u.s distances that you're used to but in Iceland as Icelandic terms it's it's fairly far so uh he decided to leave some some players at home including Antonari who's had a lot of critiques uh, this season yeah and uh Kawa, Kawa as well so I think it was it was a matter of like both teams tired and maybe just happy with getting not not getting hammered yeah and I think also for Bradeblick you know they went down to 10 men just right before halftime with Oliver Stephenson getting a red card. I, I haven't actually seen if it was legit or not. And I, and so it, it, it happened. They played the whole second half down a man. So perhaps getting a draw away from home is, is not so bad. You know, Clement Olsen, you know, our, our Faroese friend, he opened up the scoring uh, in the 16th minute for Breda Blick, But then there was a penalty awarded to Kawa, and that's how they equalized. I guess on the flip side of that, Kawa unable to really 
take advantage of being a man up at home. That's maybe a little disappointing, but at the end of the day, a point is a point. Yeah, for sure. Kawa will be the more disappointing disappointed team coming out of this, like I said, playoff league resting a lot of players in a tough away match. It should have been a game that Kawa could have taken advantage of, gained some ground on, on the teams above them and, and below them, and then then being a man man more for most of the game, it's, uh, yeah, they'll be definitely the disappointed team for two. So after that game, uh, there were two that kicked off at the same time. Keflavik uh, faced Valor. That'll be the first one that we talk about. So Keflavik and Valor ended in the same scoreline as well, 1-1. They split the points. Two very late goals, both of them in stoppage time of the second half. So uh, Keflavik actually went up in the 95th minute, uh, which was incredible. Sammy Camel made it one nothing in the 95th minute, and then in the 96th minute, Bikir Mar, he absolutely saves Valor at the death. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have looked too good on the resume this season, I, I don't think. Um, so Valor snatching a, a late point, but Keflavik, you know, under... Under a new manager, it's a, that's a fairly decent result. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure many expected Keflavik to get a point in that game or any points at all. Yeah, I, I think that's a positive sign for them, especially under a new coach. For Valor, their attack really went missing for like a lot of the game. Like Trigvi and Patrick were relatively absent. Um, Aaron Johansson did not start. Adam Aguirre, he. He did not get. He did not have a really great game. A lot of the Keflavik fans apparently were giving him some serious stick for doing more for the Keflavik side than for Valor, uh, which <laughs> is unfortunate. You know, I, if, from an outward appearance, it kind of looks like Valor thought, okay, well, maybe this is an opportunity for us to rest some guys ahead of a huge game in this next window, this next round uh, against Vikinger. Maybe they could rest some guys and still snatch the points, but it didn't quite work out that way. No, I mean, if you look at both these team seasons, you would definitely assume that, that Valor should be able to rest a few people. I mean, they have their attack is completely stacked with talent and the midfield as well, so they should be able to take care of this Keplavik side. <laughs> but uh, this is the second time this season that Keplavik draws against Valor. The first time was 0-0, when they drew Valor and Predeblik, like back-to-back. But they just can't win. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Completely crazy. For Valor, that means they're eight points back from Vikinger now. So again, putting a lot of stress on this game coming up. Like if Valor don't win against Vikinger, then it seems really likely that that's a big dent to their title hopes. I don't want to say it's over, but if they lose that game, that is going to be a real tall task, I think, for them to overcome. And if they can get a point, Maybe that's not the end of the the end all, but it's gonna be hard nonetheless. So, yeah, it's uh, we're gearing up for a big weekend. Yeah, because Vikingo has only lost one game this season. It's, it'd be different if they lost if both teams had lost four or five games, and you know there's there was some vulnerability and weakness in both teams, and you could you could sort of say that okay, maybe you know one of the team goes on a bad run. Or something, but uh, it just—it doesn't look like we can go have a have a soft underbelly in this season. Maybe if they still have their team before the split, then maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let's talk a little bit about Keflavik, though. So you know they got a valuable point in that game. Maybe looking a little refreshed. You know, I think we mentioned on the last show, Keflavik actually ended up sacking the coach who they'd already announced was going to leave at the end of the season. But I guess the board came in and said, you know what, we're just, we're going with it now. It seemed like there was some, from the interviews with the players, it seems like you know that there was some sort of, people weren't very happy that they were just like, he said he was going to leave at the end of the season, especially season like this when things are going really badly. Yeah. I think maybe he, people, it, reading between the lines, it seems like people were say like, if you're going to quit, then just quit. Don't uh, don't tell us this, you know, with a few games left when we're fight, fighting relegation. So I think if you're going to do this, just cut it off. They still have a chance. They're only six points behind Ipivov in 10th place. So it's not like they're completely dead. It's not like they're 10 points behind and Ipivov and Filkir are not in the greatest runs either. So there is a chance. And if they can build some momentum 
who knows yeah but uh, yeah they need some help yeah and i would add from into into that mix as well if you i think between the four of those and we actually put out a graphic earlier today with the last three games that each of these teams has going into you know the final three rounds of the se- of the regular season before the split and yeah for keflavik I think a lot of people agree with maybe what what I'm about to say here, but they have a really hard run in for the last few games. We actually put some polls up on our Instagram and on our Twitter account, so if you're interested, go uh, go participate in those. We'd love to hear your opinion on who of those bottom four has the hardest run uh, left in the regular season. But Keflavik, so they now have to go away to Bradablick. They are at home to Fromm. And then in the last week, they're away to Stjarnin. Given the form of Bradablick and Stjarnin, and perhaps the gap in talent, for lack of a better word, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a brutal that's brutal. Um, I I personally don't think it's much better for Fromm. They have to they take they have Kawa at home, then they're then they face Keflavik away, and then they have Vikinger in the final match day. And so yeah, to me that just oh it's it's tough for both those teams but for Keflavik you know maybe they can take this point from Valor and run with it a little bit and and see the way that we've talked about them this season we've kind of talked about them as kind of being dead in the water (laughs) and I'm not sure that I completely like my opinion hasn't really changed per se but I think it's I think it's a positive step in the right direction and it's something they could build on so yeah we'll just we'll have to see what happens next, I guess. All right, yeah, so at the same time uh, as that game, uh, FL was home to EB Buff. And, yeah, uh, this, game was, this game was a fun one. Really dogged first half uh, for both sides. I don't really feel like either team played that well. And pretty much right before halftime, FL, as they've done in recent weeks, and continues to be a thorn in my side. Just a really sloppy giveaway for the EB Buff goal. I don't, I'm not sure, again, why we keep making these mistakes. They're like little mental lapses, and some you know they've bitten us in the butt in the last couple weeks. Sometimes we've been able to get over them, as is in this case. But uh, Bjorn Daniel just tried to take a quick free kick from the back, but he was surrounded by three EB Buff players. Like, and so he like, he was, I think he was trying to, to pass it out to the to the right side, but he ended up passing it right to E.B. Vuff. And then um, the ball came into Atkinson, the Jamaican, and he chipped Sindri for the opening goal. Like, just really, <laughs> just complete brain fart. And just, oh, it's frustrating to, to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, th- I think Jaimir... I think knew that his side did not play well the first half. He came out of halftime and made three subs immediately. Uh, Arnor Gudjansson went up top for uh, Dmitrievich, and then uh, Kjartan Haldorsson came in at right center back for for Aspjorn, and then Gretar Snare came in for, for Logie Robertson. And I think that really changed the game in the second half, as was evidenced by the fact that FL equalized, I think it was in like the 54th minute. It was pretty pretty quick after halftime, and you could kind of tell Jaimir went a little ape at halftime in the locker room <laughs> and really got after his guys. And uh, and so they came out, and they came out with guns blazing. So they so FL equalized, and then uh, a little while later, uh, Vidar got his first goal for FL, uh, which, was, which was great. Kjartan Henry got the first, and it ended that way. It ended 2-1 to FL, so they picked up the three points at home, which is which is good and what they probably should be doing. Yeah, EB Vuff, man, they're tricky. They're a tricky side. We've talked a lot about them, especially at home, um, but they have not been great away, and yeah, just in the second half, they didn't really seem to have too much of a response. There was, you know, they had some, some opportunities, but um, it was good for FL to get the points. I'll, sorry, I've been talking a lot. I'll let you speak here in a second, but I just want to say, <laughs> Hamir, uh, after the match, came out and said, you know, it was not a good first half, and he called the team a little, quote-unquote, floaty, whatever that means. Um, but he also said, you know, they showed good character to get back into the game and go on to win. 
That's now four losses in a row for EBVuff. Hemi, the EBVuff coach, also said after the game, some of his comments, I guess he's not really worried. He has faith in his players, and you know he said they always tend to come back stronger. So, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean they don't. They on paper, I guess they have the easiest run in. They have Fylkir, Hauka, and Kauer. So you know they're not playing one of the top three. You know Fylkir is a relegation fellow relegation struggler. Hauka and Kauer are sort of mid fighting out for the mid table. Um, so you know in theory they could get some some points there right but on the other hand these all teams are actually still fighting for something so it's it's not they're not these are not none, none of these teams are going to lay down and let them have the threat the three points so these are going to be tough tough three games and if they lose if they keep losing all three of these especially if they lose against Fylkir next weekend right at home then that's I think that's uh then maybe warning bells should ring if, if definitely if they lose to Fylkir at home and even if they lose points I think they should start get to get worried about what's coming next yeah I agree they did sign a new player. We're going to talk about that in the next in, in one of the future sections. But um, yeah, I agree. If if they don't beat Filkir at home, uh, alarm bells for sure. <laughs> um, let's move on to your team, uh, Kaur. They were at home to Fram, um, ended three two. Yeah, this was a tale of two halves a little bit. I think it's that's been the case with Kaur a lot this season. The first half was. I was watching this with my dad and my brother, and we were a little bit shocked at how how Fram was playing. They seemed a bit, you know, it surrendered and everything. You know, this was just a team that was like you were saying that they're a team that's struggling, just couldn't cope. And Coward was walking through them, especially on the right with Atle and and Yoe. They seemed to just be walking through them, and they were two 0 up at halftime from pretty nice goals. It was Ayeriat and Benoni, I think, and then. In the halftime, they made three subs. Two of them turned out to be injuries, Atle and Finner. Uh, Atle couldn't play tonight in the cup, and Finner did recover. I don't know how, if he's fully fit for, for was fully fit for the cup game, but he, he, he had some sort of back thing, I think. And they just lost all momentum, and Fram scored in the first 18 seconds or something like that <laughs> in the second half. And then it just was a super tight game, and I think we were all pretty worried at two one with not that much left that this was a game that was going to turn Fram into Fram, Fram's favor, and you know if not a draw, then maybe even a win for Fram. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was way too tight, and Kawa weren't really threatening too much as has been the case too much this season. But then out of nothing, <laughs> Christian Flogia just scores a goal to put a th- put a three one up, and and then Fram reduced to three two at the. Very very end with a both a really nice goal from Fram's perspective as a really nice pass from I forget who, who made the pass but a really nice sort of long pass but at the same time I think I think the defense and the goalkeeper can look should look inside themselves a little bit for that goal they they sort of this the striker was caught in no man's land there and it was all a little bit too easy but yeah, I think three two is unfortunately a little bit of a, <laughs> a good indication of where this game was. It was there were periods when one of the, when either team just had no sense of threat or ability to score, and then the other one just took over the game. Kawad is a is a young team that's building. Yeah. From maybe that's it's a bit of a worrying sign. Yeah, according to Fatmob, Eger Yarl was the was the player of the match. He had a 9.1 rating out of 10, so that's pretty high. Um, And, and of course, as you mentioned, he was a player that scored one of the goals. Um, And it looks like he did a really, he did a job uh, there in the middle of the, in the middle of the field. 68% pass completion rate. That's pretty good. To be honest, I think the main threats that I was seeing from Fram were, if, if not directly, then at the very least indirectly from Fred and Thiago. Like I said, if 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 the shot wasn't coming from them, then the assist and the build up was all sort of coming through from them. I think Fram really really would struggle without those two. So I think I know you can take them for granted a bit sometimes, and like oh yeah, of course they're the you know star players. And then, but it's just I think it was very clear in those in that game that those two very much run the show. So I think it's it's hard to take take either one of those if, even if they didn't get key. Uh, Goal metric or assist metric, I think they they should really get some credit here. And then on Coward's side, Benoni was really good. He's a striker that's 
that's really growing. He's it's a bit unfortunate that, that he's he's turned into the main striker for Kawad for such a young player. That's uh, I think when he came, he started off as a definitely a, a winger. I think even there was even talk when he when he joined that he was sort of a a, a fullback. <laughs> so it's uh, so it, it's and he's yeah. So he's he's and now he's turned into arguably our best striker. Um, so he's he's really growing and. He, I, a really good indication of of that was when he it was for the first goal when Ayriat scored. There was a cross came in from Atli, I think, and Benoni tried like a a, a scissor kick, <laughs> just like a, it was just this conf like it's just a very ind- good indication of this of this kid with a bunch of confidence and ability, and you know not afraid to try try these these crazy things. And it's I think it's something that Coward really needs. And he he scored a nice goal today um, against the only goal against Viking Good. It was quite a nice header. I, I managed to catch catch that on Twitter. Um, so we we highlighted him last. We had we've highlighted him a bit this season, but he's I think yeah he, he deserves some credit this game. Yeah, I think that's impressive. He's so young, but able to adapt like that. I think that's a I think that's a great quality to have. Something that's probably attractive to a lot of different teams. I would imagine. Um, and he's he's getting some valuable experience, so that's positive. It, it looks like like Fr- Fred started up top for for Fram instead of kind of in the middle uh, in that game. So that's an interesting change. Um, I haven't I haven't noticed that with any of the other games. So I wonder if they were just switching it up to see if if he could do something different. It looks like he started up up top uh, for Fram. As far as I remember, I think. Coming to Magnusson was mostly an attack, but they're a bit. That's the that's the good thing about Thiago and, and Fred is like they're. I think if did Fred get a no, he didn't get a yellow card in this game. I think there was maybe one tackle where he could have gotten a yellow, <laughs> uh, but it's where he was sort of tracking back and uh, you know he was all the way down in the fullback position tracking back. So like he's a uh, he's all over the pitch. Big big three points for Cower there to to stay on pace with Fau and Stjarnin in that bottom three of the top six. <laughs> um, so that's that's good. Continuing on with the top six, so Vikinger were at home. They hosted Haukau. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on this game, if I'm being honest. Um, and it's not because uh, for any other reason other than this was like a complete demolition. Um, Vikinger were 6-1 winners. Um, Haukau did not really put up a much of a much of a fight and didn't look great but I I think it has more to do with the disparity between the talent in each side than anything else Gunnar Vattenhammer with it with a double yeah and as we've already mentioned eight point lead for Vikinger now yeah I think the main thing that was everyone was talking about this game was the bench for for Vikinger because they like Valor they chose to rest some players because they have they had the Coward Cup game tonight so they have the game before the the big game against Valor so they arrested some players, and they, for them it worked, unlike for Valor. But people were talking about the bench that they had, and they're calling it the the, the the strongest ever bench in in the Icelandic league. It was, you know, they had Pablo Punia, Haldos Mauri, Bidnir Snyder, Aaron Elis, Nikolai Hansen, and Matthias Williamson. Like I think we we tweeted that like it was five nil, and then Nik- Nikolai Hansen was coming on or something. <laughs> And it's just like it just seemed cruel at that point. <laughs> like it's they're bringing on Pablo Puniet and and Aaron Elis and Nikola Hansen when there's like four or five nil up like at home against Hauko. It's uh yeah it's it seemed a bit it seemed a bit rude to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well it's uh, this game was four nothing at halftime and yeah I I it's insane the the depth there and, and I think that just strengthens kind of our argument for the fact that yeah like if Vikinger somehow blow the the, the title this season like they're gonna we're all gonna look back on this and be like what the heck just happened <laughs> so so yeah that's uh that is something some heads will heads will fly for sure yeah for sure for sure right that's uh that's the Vikinger match to wrap up the week on Monday Monday evening uh Fjellker hosted Sjarnin um I actually in the back of my head, initially, I was was kind of wondering about this game and if this might be a little bit of a of a trap for Stjarnin. Uh But I I had nothing to to worry about. Stjarnin run out uh, for four nothing winners. Pretty pretty routine win for them. They they opened up the scoring in the first five minutes, and this is kind of the <laughs> so Emil Atlason on paper got a double, but. 
I think you and I could both argue that he scored a hat trick in this game. You know, his third goal, I don't know, it like bounced off the post, then it bounced off the goalkeeper, and then it went in. <laughs> it's, it always feels weird. Like, I know those are technically own goals, but those always feel weird because, like, it's it's... It feels a bit cr- both a bit cruel to to put it on the goalkeeper because they can't do anything about it. Like it's not like they threw it into their own net, and it also feels cruel to take it away from the striker who didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so it's a uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I, I saw somewhere that, and I know that uh, we have some some followers on social media that that are very are very good at following up on these statistics on assists and the registers of registrations of goals and they were very upset that this was in some media registered as a hat trick because uh, in the, in their opinion it's it should only be a double <laughs> i think i think on the kawasi website it's still only two goals that's that it's registered i think the third goal is still is registered as an own goal I don't know, but I, I've seen somewhere that he's he now has ten goals, even though he sh- in theory should have nine. Yeah, so some just some stats from this game, just to to give you a sense of of how much Stjarnan dominated this game, more so in some regards and in some statistics than Vikinger did in their game. <laughs> so so Stjarnan had sixty five percent possession. Vikinger did not. <laughs> Vikinger had like fifty four or something. I think seventeen total shots. 475 passes compared to 223 from Filker. Filker, twice as many accurate passes, which is ridiculous. They had nine corners compared to three for Filker. And then uh, Stjarnin had 17 shots. Ten of those were on target. Ten (laughs) shots on target. That's insane. And then 11 shots inside the box. 548 total passes compared to 291. So yeah, they just, from... From start to finish, Jarnin just completely owned the the game. And as we mentioned, uh, Emil with I've actually missed the first goal. You saw it. You said you say it's a really nice first time finish. But then I saw the rest of them, and yeah, the second goal was super header, like really nice, uh, really nice header. It's like he takes the ball, and then his finish is like two touches, but it's before the the ball even touches the ground. It's like it's an insane touch and then finish. Like it's a, it's a. I think it's the nicest goal of the of the night for him. I think it was it was really good. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was really it was a, it was an impressive performance by Stjarnan. Although I I don't think Vilkir were awful. Like I don't I, I think I know it was a, a lower scoreline as well. But I, I think Vilkir did better than Haukar, for example. It was it was a tighter game in that sense mm-hmm. because they they've sold Oscar Blokthorsson now to Songdal, and it's just too big of a blow for them, I think. And it doesn't they haven't replaced him uh, now. They they asked the manager if, if if they could replace him, and he said no. They weren't planning on it, and I don't know if it's the financial or what. But and it's also just hard to to replace a player like that. He we've talked about that he's he's quite a, he was quite a big personality and very popular with uh with people around the club and stuff so it's and but and then on, on the field he was just a really good player so you could see like there were some interesting runs like i think omar Biot and then sweet Gisle should get some some credit there i think especially sweet Gisle was had a few really nice runs you know slaloming through the the Stjartman kids but I think that there just wasn't wasn't any end product. We really praised Pietro Piatnason last week. I think it, maybe this wasn't his best game. It was also just the, the deliveries he was getting. It was a bit too much like sort of long balls that he was chasing against the Stjarno defense, which is not where his strengths lie. So uh, yeah, they just they didn't have a have a very good game. And Runa Pautla, the Fitkid manager, was very upset after that. <laughs> this interview was after that game was very he. You know, he was just saying it. He thought he was ready. He thought we were ready. You know, in training, he thought we 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 looked ready, and then we we just clearly weren't ready. This is on me, and we we've we weren't ready for this game. And uh, he was not happy with this this performance. So um, let's see if there's a bounce back against Ibibov. Yeah, big game for them for sure. Good. Well, yeah, that was that was uh, round nineteen in the Besta. We're gonna talk about the three stars of the round. Um, our three nominations. This is a new. Uh, this is a new section that we've that we've decided to do and um, are enjoying doing. So yeah, Trigvi, how about you lead us off? 
even though we didn't spend too much time on this on this game, I think uh, the 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 first star has to go to Gunnarvatnamar. Or yeah, Maferi's pronunciation is terrible, so it's probably not pronounced in the same way as an Icelandic. Uh, but yeah, he was you know not just scoring two goals, but almost scored three. I think it's I think he was very close. But he was also just he's just been this game and all season he's been completely dominant, and that's also why I was impressed with Ben on his goal today because he actually managed to win a header against him because that doesn't happen very often. That's you've seen games where teams are peppering balls into the into the box and it's just completely pointless because <laughs> those two at the back had had them away pretty easily and good just has showed once again i think really he won the most duels in this game 12 duels and he's so at the back and at, at front he was just he had a really really good game yeah really solid game from him definitely worthy of of the star for sure our second one is Emil Atlason. We've we've already kind of talked about his uh, his accolades this week, um, but yeah, he he's only played thirteen matches after his injury earlier in the season. So the fact that he's been able to score nine goals is uh, is pretty incredible. And yeah, it looks like that kind of averages out to one goal every hundred minutes. Yeah, Im- impressive performance from him. And like we said, he could have had a a hat trick. Or in some people's minds, maybe they wrote it down that he did have a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, really strong performance from him. So he is uh, the winner of our second star. And for our third star... Third one we have is Sami Kamel from Keplavik. Probably should have mentioned him a bit earlier, but because he's had a really good season. He has only played 11 games for Keplavik. They probably would have hoped that he played more because I think he's just been fantastic for them. He's He has five goals, which... Doesn't seem like a lot, but it's for a pretty poor Kevlovic side, and he's just pulling them along. And he was so close to getting the winner against FO. I don't think you can get any closer to getting a winner than that. And he's just been, he's, there's no argument that he's been the best player for Kevlovic this season. And I'm sure there's there's eyes looking at him if if and when Kevlovic get relegated that they want to keep him in the in the besta because he's had a he's had a really impressive season for, frankly, a very poor side. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see if if that does generate into something because yeah, I I would imagine you're probably correct. There's 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 probably eyes on him that that would be interested in in having him. Perhaps even one of the promoted sides that comes up to you. Um, you never know. So great, awesome. Well, yeah, there's our there's our three stars of the round. Um, we're gonna take a short break and then we'll come back with some transfer news. So with the transfer window closing, the door is now slammed shut, and we have some additional transfers to discuss. Of course, I think teams are still allowed to bring in players under certain conditions, um, but yeah, there's there's been some movement uh, once again in, in, since we recorded last. So we'll start with uh, Ethor Aaron. Uh, he has gone back to Bradeblick from Haukau. The Bradeblicks recalled him from his loan. So you and I were kind of talking about this earlier. Clearly, Bradeblick on the hunt for someone to replace uh, Stefan Inge's goals. They're looking for a striker. <laughs> so maybe he's the answer to that. I don't know. There's been some talk in the Icelandic media that there is some trouble at Bradeblick. Some There's a storm brewing. I don't know how how much truth there is in this maybe they're trying to build up some you know there's a there a few bad results and then people start the vultures start circling <laughs> i don't know uh they, you know they have a big name as their sporting director and Olaf Christensen, who was you know previous manager at, at Bredeblik and, and the broad and so maybe i don't know people are just trying to drum up some drama there but i think it's more because there were some big names being linked to to Bredeblik. you know they were being linked to Jon Simon the the fairies international went to Kawa and and others and it might seem a bit underwhelming that they're recalling a guy from Hauko uh, but I mean the last time they recalled a guy from Hauko it didn't end up super badly I guess with Stefan Inge so yeah <laughs> so uh, no I mean he's I think he's had a pretty good season for a game so sometimes impressive Hauko but you know I guess the tumultuous Hauko side uh, can be fair to say yeah you you put him in you know you you take him and you put him in a a Bradeblick team that has a little bit more quality than Haukau. And although Haukau's got the double over them this season, you know, I think 
he might be able to um, do a little bit more with what Bradablick can offer in terms of, of playing style and chances created. Um, so yeah, one to keep an eye on for sure. Another another move that we wanted to talk about, um, so Stjarnan's actually brought in a, a Danish player uh, from Lingbu. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christian Reese is what I'm going to go with. You probably have a better pronunciation, but um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he's a center back. Is that right? Yeah, the defender at the very least. He's he's he came through FC Midtjylland, you know, a pretty big side in Denmark, and he's played a number of games in the Danish Superliga. So it's it's a on paper it's a pretty big signing. He's been unlucky with injuries, like a few people have in Lingby, unfortunately for for them. But it's it's it, I thought it was on loan originally, but it's I was there was an interview with uh, with Jokic today, and it's, it's it seems like it's a transfer until twenty twenty five. And it's maybe not when you look at all the departures, you know, Isaac Andre and and Gumme and all these sort of players leaving. You would think they maybe want to strengthen up front or in midfield, but they seem to be looking maybe to stabilize some the defense. And so if if they can get him fit, then this could be this is a huge signing for for someone in the West Adilton. It's it should really help settle some of the younger players and give them a bit of a bit of a better base in in the back. So it's a, it could be a really interesting signing. Yeah, I'll be. I will be interested to see what comes of it because, um, if, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Lingbu was they were kind of in the relegation fight in Denmark, uh, if I remember correctly, and they like survived on the last weekend, I think. Um, so I'm not not. I, I don't know how much of a role he played in that, but I think it may be a more of a long term signing, or at least eyes on the future, maybe with him. I don't know. Hard to say at this point in time, but yeah, interesting nonetheless. We should. Also mentioned, uh, so Tori Mar uh, has officially moved to Osters in Sweden. Uh, what do you know about this? Yeah, it was being linked to both Valor and Kauer. Um, I know Kauer wanted to strengthen in defense, and we'll touch upon later. They've done a little bit of that. So that's one of the players they were looking at. But Kauer were pretty adamant that they wanted to sell him abroad. They've gotten they've gotten their wish. He's I'm sure it's more exciting for him as well to to move to try try his his hand at professional football. Good. Um, moving on. So another move. Uh, Bjarni Gudjon Brynjolfsson uh, has moved to Valor, or he will move to Valor. Sorry, at the end of his season uh, from Tor. Yeah, that was another. Another fight between Kawar and Valor. So they had a they had a few tussles here in the last few days. And this is a U nineteen international midfielder who's who was highly 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 sought after. And again, Thor were adamant that they wanted to keep him for their end of the season battle. Uh, so he'll be he'll be moving to to Valor next season. It'll be interesting to see because especially young players. Some of the young players have come in and done you know really well at Valor, but there have been some some that have struggled and haven't fully been able to get a foothold i mean the same could be said of coward as well up until this season to be very honest so it's always interesting to see when these young players move to bigger clubs if they can if it's the jump board the jumping board they they need like valkir fredegson who moved who moved from fjölner to valor to sweden or if it's or if he gets uh, he needs a bit of time to adjust to moving to the capital and to a bigger bigger team yeah well one player who certainly is not one of the younger players in the league uh, is Steven Lennon and he his time at FAO absolute legend has uh, has come to an end he has moved on loan to Throtter but um, his contract expires at FAO at the end of this season so he's most likely played his last match for FAO now which is which is sad he um, he was one of the players that because he's English speaking, got me, kind of drew me into to the league and to Icelandic football. Um, I saw a, a couple different like mini docs on YouTube a while back that featured him, and and he you know showcased his life in Iceland and why he decided to go there and what he likes about it and you know all the all the typical things that you would see. And so yeah, he really he really kind of was the the player most of all that got me into the the game in Iceland and so I'm I'm sad to see him leave my club and <laughs> and he's still going to be playing but um 
uh, it's a big move for for Throtter. I think that um, I saw a tweet from from someone else that said he's going to combine with another player there, and and that actually is going to be quite the deadly duo. And so we'll, we'll I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. But yeah, he's he's gone now. Um, so bummer. Yeah, for sure. I'll be as a coward fan. I'll be glad to see the glad to see him go. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a, he's been a He's been a pain in the ass, so that's a that's a compliment. That's a, that's a compliment for him. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, all right, so we will go to Keflavik next, and they've actually brought in a Palestinian Croatian player. Is that right, Muhammad Algu? Yeah, it's it's two two of the foreign players that have come in in the last in the end of the end of the window that we don't know too much about we've we'll, we'll touch upon the other one uh next but uh it's, it's one of those players that he ha- he has a he has some youth caps for croatia he switched his allegiances to palestine uh recently midfielder uh according to transfer marked but it's it's sort of that's kind of where the knowledge bank ends for him uh really excited to see if he can if he can uh, what he can do and uh it's always nice to see new players it's it's in this globalized world where you've seen everyone play and you know you know everything about every every league and everything it's always fun to see a guy you've never heard of step on the football pitch so that's uh I'm, I'm really excited yeah it looks like he started his career at Lokomotiva Zagreb um which is kind of the other team in in Zagreb obviously Dinamo um being being the other one but yeah and then he's he's kind of bounced around a little bit um Looks like he's played in Romania and a few other places. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, see what he can do. He, he last played for, for Wadi Degla in Egypt. I don't know if you already mentioned that or not, but that's where he's coming from. So Today, E.B. Vuff announced that they'd signed a French Congolese player. His name is Jordan Kololo. <laughs> Kololo. And Kololo. Woo. Uh, he's 30 years old. He's a forward. Um, he has played uh a while back he was playing in league 1 for for can he's a bit of a traveler he's also played in romania croatia latvia lithuania and kazakhstan he's coming to ibiva from from kazakhstan that was where he last played the weird thing about this move they've only signed him to the end of the season so it's a real short term deal it just kind of seems like he's almost like a mercenary type like they've just, they've signed they've signed him taking a like a short chance on him to see if he'll come in score the goals, help them stay up, and then decide what they're going to do from there. I guess I should also mention as well, he's got uh, 12 caps for the Democratic Republic of the Congo, for DR Congo. He last played for for them in 2020, so it's been a while since he's been capped by the national team, probably because he hasn't been playing regularly. Um, he's, he's got a bunch of short stints in, in, you know, in a bunch of different countries that I mentioned just a second ago. So... How this is going to turn out for them, I don't know, um, but it doesn't seem like it's a huge gamble, and it could potentially pay off. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this a bunch of times before that Icelandic teams bring in foreign players that maybe you know we don't know too much about, and they take a bit of a gamble, and it sometimes you never hear hear about them again because they leave two weeks later, and then sometimes it sometimes it really works out and it becomes a huge success so uh yeah we'll see i'm excited like i said i'm excited to learn about some new players and see what they can do yeah so your team cower uh had a player leave uh join from spezia tell us who's coming in they needed to strengthen a bit in, in defense they loaned out a young another young defender to after i think in the first division and they've brought in birgit stirmersson from Spezia, who joined from Kauer a few years ago. Uh, he's part of the U- U19 team, national team as well. Really talented young young defender, and we've had some good experiences now bringing in bringing in young young players. And I'm, I'm sure he will get a chance, if not this season, then for sure next season. I'm sure he'll get a few few games this season as well. It's going to help strengthen that center of center of defense, and especially with this split coming up, hopefully in the in the top half of the league. Uh, they're going to need some help to keep more clean sheets. So in terms of official moves that we know of, that kind of wraps it up. Um, but there are definitely some rumors floating out there. Logie Thomason is one of them. 
we've, you and I have heard on multiple occasions that he's had interest from Scandinavia. It looks like, and it was specifically a club in Sweden, it looks like that's kind of calmed down a little bit. And what I saw, and you may have seen something different, but what I saw was uh, there were actually a couple teams in Denmark that were looking at bringing him in. Um, I think Odense was one of them. can't remember who the other one was. They, they said there's two official offers now. Uh, Norwegian media is talking about some Norwegian teams. So Strandkotset apparently is one of them. So and but then and like you said, there seems to be interest, some interest in Denmark as well. So it they yeah. So they have a they have a little bit yeah. So they have thirty it's a thirty week season and they have eleven games left. Yeah. So because they're not coming to a close, but yeah, it's it's sort of in the latter stages. So bringing in a young def- Icelandic defender for maybe is. Not the priority for some teams right now. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it would be really nice if you could get a move abroad. He's he's been definitely one of the better fullbacks, if not players, in the league for the last few seasons. So for sure, for sure, he's earned earned his move, and hopefully, get some a good one. Uh, we should also, I guess, add that Ari Sigurd has has also been included in, in kind of those rumors uh, to potentially moving to Scandinavia. Also, so looks like looks like he might be maybe headed headed out as well. One player that we talk about a lot because he's very talented and I think both of us are surprised that he hasn't left yet is uh is Igor Aaron at Stjarnin. Um and yeah, it looks looks like he doesn't have any suitors at the moment, but uh but the Stjarnin manager Yokel doesn't doesn't know if he'll finish the season. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a quote here from him. He says, I quote, I do not know. It has to be revealed. I hope that there will be a team that believes in him, knows what he stands for, wants to use him and buy him. It would be best. His mind is looking there. Yeah, it's, he was asked about it because also he had a bit of an injury scare uh, last at the, in, the, in the game against Vilkis. He said he's doing okay. And then he was asked about whether he thinks he's going to finish the season or whether his, you know, his injuries might have some issues, some bearings on, on his transfer rumors and it. Not according to hitting him there. So there is like I can't imagine that teams aren't looking at him, especially now with Isak Andre starting off. At least is starting off pretty okay in Sweden, and you know the the people and Stefan Inke starting off pretty well in, in Belgium as well. So it's it's not like these players are going out there and bombing. It's uh, yeah. they they seem to be starting off pretty well, and hopefully this helps. This can only help the players here and. So I'm sure there's suitors, suitors. I'm sure there's people looking at him. I don't know. No official bids, like you said, as of yet. None that, that we've been told of, at least. But uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if if, if he moves. I'd be let's let's say it like this. I would be very surprised if he starts the season with yeah. uh, starts next season with Stiatlo. Yeah, agreed. I, I think I think a move is kind of on the on the cards for him. And, and and as Yokel said, right, like his mind is already there. Like he's he clearly has the interest in going. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's probably going to happen. Um, just a matter of when, just back to what you were saying briefly too, uh, maybe we should have done an Icelanders abroad section, but yeah, Stefan Inge and, uh, Isak Andri both scored their, their first goals for their clubs, uh, this last weekend, which is, which is really exciting. Uh, if Isak Andri didn't score, he got an assist can't remember exactly but it was it was it was one of those for sure <laughs> maybe it was the assist Trigby's nodding his head so it must have been an assist but yeah got that was his first start maybe that's what it was first start first assist uh for nor shopping which is fantastic and really exciting so good to see players leave the besta and go and excel abroad um love that it means we're we're doing something right so that's a good thing um, and with that, we will end it there. Uh, Trigvi, any last any last words? No, I think I think we've covered everything, and like it's a really big weekend coming up. You can go to Valor is obviously the big one, but like we said before, it's there's some huge games at the bottom. Ibiva Filket is will be huge. Framkawa as well, to be honest. Both teams really needing a win. And then Haukov, if I follow the battle for the middle, the what? No, what did you call it? The the, the lower half of the top division, or what, what did you? Call it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes. And then Stjarnin Kaur, right? So that's yeah. like another another yeah. battle between fourth and fifth. Mm. So it's a there's no duds this weekend. 
So Breda, and then, I mean, we can call it Breda, Blake, Keplavik will be a draw, right? Because that's what happened before. So they drew, Keplavik drew Valor, and then now they're going to draw <laughs> Breda, Blake again. So that's no no, no need to watch that one. It's going to be 1-1. One, one. Well, I don't know, though, because, you know, maybe Aethor Aaron will score. So. <laughs> Since they brought him back, but who knows. Anywho, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bumper weekend in the in the league. So definitely tune in if you can. We will be we will be doing it, and we'll be back next week with another episode to to run things down. Uh, just if you don't mind, and if you've made it this far in the show, we thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, um, please leave us a review if you can. Um, we're always interested in feedback, and the re- the reviews and the ratings help us. Uh, get in front of more people. And yeah, if you like what we're doing, please share it with your friends, let them know. And yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at best of English. Um, we try to have some cool content up there to highlight some things in the league that maybe we don't always get a chance to talk about. We, yeah, we appreciate all the interactions. So with that, uh, Trigvi, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank and you. yeah, we will, uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>